Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Good afternoon. I'm Lydia DiLiello, the CEO and founder of Capital Pricing Consultants and the host for Women and Manufacturing. Today, I have the pleasure of having Ginger Sloan, who is the CEO and founder of Encore, which is a professional medical services company with us. And she's going to share her experiences as a woman who has founded many companies and has lived in several places in the world. And so we're very excited to have Ginger and her expertise with us today. Ginger, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. So Ginger, why don't we start off? Would you tell our viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself and about your early experiences as a young businesswoman? Sure, I would love to. So started actually three decades ago now, started my first business in the healthcare technology arena. I live in Oklahoma and have anywhere from 200 or so contractors who work for me, females, all out of their homes doing medical transcription, as well as we serve physicians, both inpatient and outpatient facilities nationwide here in the U.S., roughly about 150 of them. So healthcare is my core competency. Started my first company actually before my teenage years (laughs) with a lawn maintenance company and decided I really liked that. That idea of working for myself and and having the ability to earn as much or as little money as I wanted to. So that was very appealing to me. By 21 years old is when I had started my first transcription company after I returned from living overseas in Japan. And that has been a business that I've done since that time, along with a couple of others. So you got a really early start, Ginger, if your first company was founded in your teens (laughs) as a lawn care company. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It sounds like a very long time ago. It was. But the experiences that you've learned along the way, and it caught my ear when you said that you have 200 women contractors currently working for you. Tell us a little bit about that, because the logistics of 200 contractors is tremendous, but I love the idea that you have focused on giving women opportunities. I love it. And you know, honestly, when in starting this industry and and working in healthcare and With what we do, it was necessary for all of our contractors to work out of their homes and have that independence. And, you know, I didn't wake up one morning and go, I think I'm going to work with only females. Just as you go through your ordinary business and the different organizations and women that I came across, I just, one day I really did notice that almost 90% of the females who worked for me were either single moms or widows. And I found that astonishing. And it was after, you know, 10 years, I just looked at my business as a core and was able to say, wow, this is truly your purpose. And it was so genuine and not pre-planned. It was just how it worked out and with what we do. And I loved it. I loved knowing that Me having the ability and the opportunity to be who I am 
allowed me the capacity to help other women do the same thing. And it's actually been a treasure. It's been amazing getting to walk with these women and watch their, you know, their families grow up. I mean, I, I truly have my original transcriptionist that started with me 28 years ago. So it's a true pleasure. But you're providing a fantastic opportunity as well, Ginger, in terms of it's clear that that's your passion. And as you said, your purpose, but I'm sure if we had the opportunity to speak with the women that are working with you, that their lives have been transformed as well, because an opportunity to have someone who is a leader, who is providing example for them and opportunity is tremendous because I think there's certainly not enough of that out there in the work environment and most certainly within entrepreneurship. So often entrepreneurship becomes focused on the end financial gain rather than any process in between. And so tell us, you said that this just kind of evolved and you realized after 10 years, that was the basis of your employees. What kinds of things were you looking for along the way as you were building your business? Well, I was... I know for my business, creating that footprint that was just tried and true and it worked and Mm -hmm. it was able to serve my customers in the capacity that we needed to and really exceed their expectations so that I knew that it was sustainable allowed me, once I realized my purpose and I was able to say, you know, we all want to be in that position that when we wake up in the morning, we enjoy what we do. And I was asked a question by another chamber member. If there was anything that you could be doing right now, other than what you're doing, what would it be? Interesting and, you know, question. It was very interesting. And it made me think for a minute. And that is when I realized you are exactly where you want to be doing what you want to be doing. I couldn't come up with any better answer. Oh, I would, you know, love to be traveling the world or, you know, there was no other career. There was no other something better that I thought if I could just be doing this. Mm -hmm. And I really came to that self-realization that you truly are so fortunate to be able to say that there's nothing else you would rather be doing other than exactly what you're doing and who you are here serving. And at that point, I decided You need to share more. You need to, because we know that knowledge is power. You need to take the time and the opportunities you have to embold other females with the lessons that you've learned so that they don't have to, maybe they can skip over those bumps. Um, And I got involved with a group, IEEW, the Institute for Education and Empowerment of Women, that focused on female business leaders from Afghanistan and Rwanda. And these female business owners would come here to the States every summer and go through a program where they would be educated on how to be better business owners and leaders. And then they would actually, they would have mentors like ourselves that they would live with and they would watch you do your business and they would learn from. And I now have been involved in that since 2013. And I can honestly say each summer, there were some, I've had as many as five ladies at one time from this group staying with me. And I learned so much more, I believe, than they learned from me. Like what a blessing and an experience to be able to meet and get to know each one of these ladies and get to have an opportunity for them to learn how we do business here and take it back and change their, not just their families, but their communities and have an opportunity to have a stable 
economic environment over there. We all know that that's what brings peace is economic stability, right? So that was what I did. I made it a point to get involved in organizations where I knew that my experiences, and they have not all been good. Like in business, there are some hard, hard times. And I've had to really take a major look at what those were. What did you learn from them? What can you impart into someone else in sharing that experience so that they don't have to go through that? Because I believe it's as much as sharing the good things and the things that have worked for you as much as the things that have not worked. Not all of my businesses have been successful. I had a really amazing lady that I considered a mentor to me that was in real estate development, had a ton, a ton of real estate. And I remember her saying to me that as a female entrepreneur, until you have failed, you really don't know what being entrepreneur is about. Because, and I know people hear this all the time, but you usually succeed a lot less then you fail. There's more failures to get to where you're going. And so I just think that's important to encourage women to know that those will be there along the way and it will make the successes so much better. What a wonderful set of statements, Ginger. There were two things I thought you said that were really profound that I think our audience needs to hear reiterated again. And the first one was that it's about sharing what you've learned. Because Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur, you didn't just build upon that success in this particular case for yourself, but rather you said, you know what, let me go back and see who else I can help, who else I can share Mm -hmm. this message with. Because I really believe that women succeed when we share with each other and we give each other that knowledge, which, as you said, is very much a power base. And the second thing I think that's really also equally tremendous is let's talk about the failures. Because nobody ever Mm -hmm. wants to talk about this. And I think that that is a dynamic, Mm -hmm. especially between men and women, where women are more willing to talk about failure where men are not. And Mm -hmm. it's, to me, always been so much more educational to hear about what didn't work. What did you try (laughs) that failed fantastically? How much time did it cost you? How much money? We have a lot of very, very, very expensive lessons out there to learn, right? I know that when I failed and I learned, okay, you know what? You are a lot of really good things, Ginger, but you are also a lot of really bad things that you don't need to be doing that are not your strength. Learn your strengths and the roles and responsibilities that you fit well into. And those that you don't stay away from. One of the hardest things I had to learn how to say was two letters, no. And until you learn what you're not good at, it's really hard to say no, because as an entrepreneur, we believe because this is who we are. We believe we can do anything right? Mm -hmm. That's not a horrible thing. We don't have to be told that when you are truly at the core of your being, you are an entrepreneur. It's nice to have encouragement and we all need that as human beings, but to be self-employed, we don't need patted on the back. We, but we Mm -hmm. truly believe we can do anything. And until we are slapped on the hand and we understand, wow, that was a very expensive lesson. It hurt really bad. Don't Mm -hmm. do that again. We don't know. And I took her advice. Having a mentor is so very important or getting plugged in with a core group of your colleagues that have mentors involved with them to where you can learn from those lessons. And I learned, I learned when I failed 
just mm-hmm. that that's a, that's an industry you need to stay away from and next time just say no because you know that's not where your strong suit is and i believe if someone would have said to me before this is what I went through. You might watch out for this. I might've avoided some of those pitfalls. Nonetheless, being an entrepreneur is about, you don't ever build your business looking backwards. You have to look frontwards. If you look backwards and we can get depressed as women, we can get very saddened by the mistakes we've made, the losses we've incurred, not just with relationships, but with money, monetary losses, especially to an entrepreneur can be devastating. And and it's not just hard financially to get over those, (laughs) but mentally and emotionally, it's very difficult when you lose like that to not look back and to look forward. And that has been something even now, three decades after being self-employed that I have to work on continually is when I think about those negative thoughts and the things that I've experienced in the past, I have to stop. I have to remind myself daily that I'm not looking back. I'm only going to get to the finish line if I keep my eyes on the goal. And that sounds very contrite. It's so true. And it's a basic principle that if you will follow, you will get there. And what wonderful advice to share with our viewers and listeners about becoming an entrepreneur and what it really means and what they need to focus on. Because I think with an entrepreneurial spirit, we all come out and we say, I can do this on my own. As you said, mm-hmm. A, I can do anything and B, I can just do it by myself instead mm-hmm. of reaching out into a network and saying, hey, Ginger, you are really gifted at this. I would like to move into healthcare. Would you mentor me? Asking for an accountability partner or some other female that is, you know, guys, we can't help everyone. I understand that. But in this, in our environment, and in this current environment of being an entrepreneur, if you can just make a difference in one or two women's lives, that trickles down. You have no idea how many people that reaches. And when I got to that point where I was like, you know, if I can just help one other female not lose what I've lost and have to start over again, then it's worth it. And then she helps someone or it makes a difference in her family or in her customers. It's just amazing really who we can touch when we touch just one. Absolutely. That multiplicative effect of one and that goes to many is so important. So Ginger, how do you see women in leadership roles right now? Do you feel like there's enough women? Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. And I think that if, you know, you're going to get me on my soapbox now. I think if we only realized that women make up less than 6% of the CEOs of S&P companies, hold less than 22% positions on boards. Let's just talk about common sense for a moment. Females are responsible for 85% of the nation's purchasing power. You are literally talking about more than $7 trillion a year. Females are overspending. It's incredible. Do you not think that it makes more sense to have females in core C-level positions, holding more positions on boards. And I think the way you do something about this, because I've always been one of those people, we can all recognize what it needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. But it's different when you recognize it and you want to participate and be part of the solution. And I think that if we women got behind companies 
corporations who genuinely and authentically promoted female equality in not only the workplace, but in leadership roles, if those companies were rewarded through revenue, what catches on quicker than anything? A company making money. When a company is doing well and they are excelling and they are making money, it draws the attention of other companies. And I feel like that if we could financially reward those companies who authentically promoted female equality in their leadership roles, it would spread like wildfire. There's no doubt. And I think that that's part of what we can do. And as women in business, if we would simply support other women in business through networking, I think one of the greatest websites and organizations I've seen in a long time is Purse Power. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, PursePower.com, but it is a network of, I think, over 750,000 female, either female-owned businesses or corporations that have females on their board. And if those companies were rewarded by other females supporting them monetarily in their spending choices, nothing's going to happen overnight. We know that. But you have to start somewhere. And that, I guarantee you, it would change it at a rapid rate. Most definitely quicker than doing nothing, right? And that is something we can all get behind. That does not take much just to support where you're spending making sure you're doing that with companies who in fact do promote the equality of females in leadership roles, we can make a difference so, so quickly. Well, and those statistics you shared with us, Ginger, I was writing them down as you were mentioning them because really shocking to me that less than 6% of the S&P 500 have female CEOs and that less than 22% of their boards have women on them. That's It is the truth. It's boggling. It is. It It really is. But, you know, speaking about earlier, that touch one that touches many impact. Mm -hmm. I think that point applies here as well, relative to if we are spending with intention and if we Mm -hmm. are purposely supporting, whether it's that small woman owned startup that we know about, or whether it is Mm -hmm. a large corporation that's just appointed a woman to the board, as you say, if we're voting with our dollars, so to speak, then That's right. we help make that change happen much more quickly and also empower women along the way. I think whenever we can reach out to that and have that direct one-on-one contact, as in with that woman entrepreneur down the street, mm-hmm. it makes such a difference and it really helps the movement forward. I know another thing that we were starting to touch on is networking. Tell us a little bit about how you feel networking really helps women and what it can do for them. Well, I think it feeds your soul. It feeds your spirit, your entrepreneurial spirit. I'll go back to Purse Power, for example. A network of 750,000 women-owned or women-led businesses. Do you know what kind of knowledge can be garnered from something like that? I know weekly they have webinars that are at no cost. And that you can jump on, you can listen to some amazing entrepreneurs who would love to mentor and tell you what they do and what they've learned and the roadblocks they've come up with, just like I've said. And you're able to get that interaction and that just food for the soul, encouragement. You know, it's really hard. It's, you know, it is. It's difficult. And sometimes it's very lonely being a female entrepreneur, you know, usually opposites attract. So nine times out of 10, 
our spouses or significant others don't necessarily get it, so to speak, our family, our friends. I just think that you need to have other females who can encourage you and say, sis, it's okay. You got this. You can do this. It may stink right now. But this too shall pass. And on the other side, you're going to see why you went through what you went through. Hopefully you'll learn a good lesson from it. Never do it again. And be part of the crusade to help other females avoid what happened. But everybody needs something positive spoken into their life. And when you think about how many, if women actually own 65% of the businesses in the U.S., Does that not tell you that we also employ 65% of the workers? Who's putting back into females? Who's putting back into the women owners? Someone has to. We have to to get behind one another. And that's a tremendous point because, and again, Ginger, you surprised me with that statistic that women own 65% of the businesses in the United States. And why is it that as women we don't see any of these metrics showing up in the media? And so What a wonderful opportunity to share this with our audience. It's a really good question. You know, one of the things that I was so shocked with, whether it was 90% of the home purchases or the selecting 90%, whether it was, do you know that 85% of checking accounts opened in the United States are opened by females? 85%. Another wonderful reason why as leaders, we should be on boards in C-suite positions, making sure that from a monetary perspective, we're controlling a lot of this spending. It just, it is, it's mind boggling. But the greatest thing about it is it's not like we can't do something about it. We can, we can. And it's just taking a little step, getting a little involved. You know, we talked about networking. I recommended Purse Power. There are many other wonderful organizations out there that match colleagues with mentors. And I mean, you you can find those online, but it's something as simple as just joining a group like that, that could just really, for me, it made such a significant, I want to say life change, not just in how I was able to do business, but in my company itself, the information that I learned from other women, it was amazing. And so Ginger, you know, as, as we've been talking this afternoon and really started off with how to share lessons learned, how to establish or ask for a mentor, and then looking at the power that women really have in the commercial marketplace and why or how we should be exercising it to the best of our abilities and supporting each other. Kind of as we wrap up here, are there any kind of last thoughts you'd like to leave us with or focus on? You know, just don't give up. Just whatever your dream is, you can do it. I've seen so much. I've seen so many turnarounds. I just, I encourage women today, just don't fall into any of the negative, maybe the negative speak that you're hearing from others, you know, have an open enough mind to really genuinely check yourself, look at what needs to be changed and then just do it. Just do it. Make those hard decisions as females. That's what we do. And just one foot in front of the other. You know, it's like I said earlier, that ability to not focus on the past. Mm-hmm. You, we can't drive to the grocery stores, ladies, in reverse. We have to be in drive. We have to be moving forward. It doesn't matter what it is you're trying to do or where you're trying to go. You have to move in forward. 
I think that's a fantastic piece of advice, Ginger. Yeah. And, and so important for all of us to remember wherever we are in any position, whether we're entrepreneurs, whether we're working for companies and contributing to them, but that whole idea of where are we at? Who are we sharing our knowledge with? What are we good at? What aren't we good at? And mm-hmm. assessing that and making sure that our self-talk is focused on the positive and on moving forward and not looking back at what didn't work, but rather what did and how we might bring someone else along in that process. So I thank you so much for sharing your vision, your fantastic attitude and enthusiasm for entrepreneurship, sharing your lessons with us here on Women in Manufacturing. And for our viewers, as always, remember that Women in Manufacturing is only one of four opportunities for you to listen to our broadcasts, that we also have Manufacturing Talk Radio, The Hazard Girls, and Manufacturing Matters. So we hope that you will tune in again with us next time. And Ginger Sloan, we thank you so much for being with us today. Yes, it was glad to be here. Real pleasure to have you and to talk with you about entrepreneurship. Until next time. Thank you. We're women in manufacturing. Have a good day. Thank you for joining the WAM podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.